Hey, we're back. This is Jonathan Katz, a guy who likes to say, Hey, we're back. I don't, I don't get it myself. Years ago, I created a show for radio called Better Safe Than Sorry about an overcautious detective. His name was Nick Delicato. And this week, he's trying to help out a woman in distress. Listen, kid, I think, I think you might have bit off a little more than you can chew this time. You might be right, Nick. I'm scared. You should be scared, but you have to remain calm. Does anyone else know you're there? No. Nobody knows. That's good. Look, here's what I want you to do. There's a place about three blocks from there called Mickey's. I want you to go in there and ask for the Swede. Tell him you're a friend of mine. Okay. I want you to go inside, ask for the Swede, and tell him you need to disappear for a couple of weeks. He'll know what to do. Oh, Nick. Do you really think that's necessary? You know what? Better safe than sorry. Is it? Was it? Well, if you want to find out the answer to that one, you're going to have to tune in next week for another episode of Better Safe Than Sorry. There's a certain kind of snobbery surrounding country music. But if you're anything like me, at some point you've been driving around listening to the radio and you hear a lyric on a country song and you say to yourself, gee, that's true. Anyway, I've had that experience a number of times. I'm going to try to share the most recent one with you. It's a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm driving around New York City in a rental car and I'm guessing the last guy to rent this car was a big country music fan because I'm listening to this stuff in the background. I'm not really thinking about it. I'm actually thinking about my wife and I guess now after 25 years I'm trying to think of what's in it for her. You know, we have these two wonderful kids, a wonderful home and I just, you know, I know I'm not an easy guy to live with so I'm wondering Forget what it is that keeps her interested in me all these years. And then, in almost some uh, some way, I can't quite explain, I hear the answer to that question on the radio. Not, not, that, not that it's not true, uh, but it just, it's such an, you know, if you're looking for wisdom and you turn to country music, you probably won't find it, but it's there. A couple of months ago, I went to San Francisco and I staged Dr. Katz, professional therapist, in front of a live audience with my good friend Tom Snyder, the co-creator of the show. And in that production, he played my therapist, Dr. Snyder. And here we are talking about my son, Ben, my cartoon son. He, his behavior has, has been very odd since oh, then. Oh, like what? Well, and this is not new, but he he's continues the, to refer to his own penis as his childhood sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> That, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Not so long ago, I called my friend Sarah Silverman and I asked her, what would you do if you got a collect call from the Pope? And she had a kind of an interesting response. <sighs> I, as a rule across the board, I do not accept collect calls, but... But this is the Pope. I, the, yes, I would accept it. I would accept it because if he's calling collect, 
it's important. I think that if the Pope calls you collect, there's a reason. It's important. He really... He's reaching out in some way. I think so. I I think that it's such a a, a sensitive and thoughtful response. Is there anything you'd like to say to him if you get him on the phone? Um... I support you and your support system of the uh, of the priests here in America that are going through so much right now. Yeah, so much. Well, you know that's that's a kind of compassion you don't hear too often. Uh, makes me feel good that we uh, bring all different kinds of viewpoints. And by the way, uh, Sarah- faith can't be a fair weather friend. That's you know that's true, but and it's so easy to support the Pope in a in a climate of success. Yes, exactly. Yeah. For many years, I've been making jokes about my dad, the late Sidney Katz, and some of those jokes are available on my CD, Jonathan Katz Caffeinated, available at fine stores and on iTunes. I, th- I thought I'd beg your indulgence for a few minutes and talk about the guy in uh, and uh, about my affection for him and about my affection for old people. I was bar mitzvah. That's a Jewish thing in 19, like 1959. And I got it as a gift. I got this album by Danny Kaye, which had this song. And the album was extraordinary. I think it was a collaboration between him and his wife, music and lyrics. And... But as Sidney, my dad, aged, I spent more and more time with him. I don't know, we had such a good time together. And one day he paid me the ultimate compliment. He said to me, uh, and I was driving him to a doctor's appointment, and I said, Dad, you can take a nap if you want. And he said, John, when I'm with you, I like to be awake. And I thought that was very sweet at the time. <laughs> um... But I do miss the guy. Hey, look, this is a comedy podcast, so I thought I would leave you with a joke. And this is a joke, oddly enough, about Sidney Katz, my dad. I try to spend some time there. I go there about once a month to see my dad. I was there last week. We had dinner, and I made a classic Freudian slip. I meant to say, can you pass me the salt, please? But it comes out, you prick, you ruined my childhood. <laughs> Totally destroyed the mood of his birthday party. Hey, today we heard the voice of Maggie Suravel, Sarah Silverman, Tom Snyder, with music by Kenny Chesney, Michael Feinstein, Mike Shapiro, Billy Novak, and Guy Van Duzer. Today's show was underwritten by Albion Productions, keeping Newton funny for more than 20 years. I'm leaving you today with a conversation between my dad and a childhood friend, they're talking about the games they used to play on the street. And uh, one cat, which you may remember as a yeah. game, you know, you take a broomstick and a broomstick and you saw off about a four or five inch piece, hit that, and you hit that up in the air, and you hit it as if it were a ball. It's a lot cheaper than a ball, you know. You, you, know, you, uh, you whittled it at the end, so you got a little uh, point. And yeah, so it went, it, yeah. yeah. It was a... It was the popular game of the street, besides punch ball. Punch ball. Punch ball was the other game. When you, you hit two sewers, you were a genius. That's right. The sewers were the mark of uh, home plate and uh, maybe second base or whatever. But this one sewer was the home plate spot. I remember that. I'd forgotten about the sewers.